please make sure that your seatbelt securely fastened. At this time, I ask that all portable electronic devices be turned off. Thank you. everyone welcome to an evening edition of the vagabond exchange a week in evening in never mind huh we usually do this on sundays right today is a wednesday right and it's also saint patty's day it is so top of the morning afternoon or evening to you that's right and when you're listening it's also our friend uh dan dalton's birthday yes is is dan dalton is he irish yes he's very irish did you wish him a happy birthday I did. today? Should we Facebook. tell him that we told him happy birthday? Yes. On the podcast, so he'll listen. Mm-hmm. Maybe once. He won't listen. For those of you who don't know, I'm Emily, sitting across from the... Stunningly beautiful wig. <laughs> I was trying Emily. to... I learned I a new word that. from my A Word of a Day thing. What? Audacious. That's a great word, isn't it? Audacious or yeah. audacious? No, Audacious. Audacious. Which means like ravenous or like eating voraciously. Um, E-D-I-C or A-C-I-O-U-S. I I can't remember specifically. see if you know what you're talking about. Devouring or craving food in great quantities. What's that? You You challenged me? You said ravishing. Yeah, exactly. Ravenous. Ravenous, huh? (laughs) Synonymous. A. Hey, anytime you want to say... Sorry, Emily, I stand corrected. I say that like all the time. Bullshit. Anyway. Jeez. The audaciously handsome William. Don't get me riled up. Is across from me. Start using foul language. (laughs) It's not foul. It's complimentary. I will start using foul language. You turned my smile upside down. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. We have a lot to talk about. We do. So let's stop uh, fooling around. Particular episode. Stop fooling around. Damn it. So, um, the last time we talked to you, we was Oscar time. Yes. So, we would like to do a brief recap, right, of the Oscars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we really have it together tonight. So get ready for a great show. We do. We're not even just, drinking. Just buckle your seatbelt because it's been a long week. Anyway, let me ask you. Huh. Out of all the awards, mm-hmm. was there one or two that really surprised you? And were there a few that you thought should have gone the other way? Let's let's do two things. Let's do surprises right. and let's do, yes, we agree and we're super happy with okay. it. Okay. Um, my first surprise was when Sandra Bullock won for Best Actress for The Blind Side. Yes. And I'll tell you why it was surprising. Okay. I thought Sandra Bullock did a wonderful job of portraying the average Memphis debutante female. Mm-hmm. Okay? However, I thought there were stronger performances that were in the same category as her that I thought should have won. And that's that's what I'll leave it at. Because I do I like <clears throat> I really like Sandra Bullock as a person, so I it's hard too. to be like, no, she's undeserving of that. Right. But I just think this year in particular there were some really great performances by really uh, equally as talented women. Yes. Um, I just, yeah. I, I don't think she necessarily stood out to me in that role. So I don't either, but it was a, 
I heard someone say, you know, when you make a brief departure from what people are used to seeing, um, uh, George Clooney, Mm -hmm. Michael Clayton up in the air, he's kind of the same guy. Right. But when he did Syriana, that was kind of a departure, and that's the one he won the Oscar for. Right. Sandra Bullock, the same thing. But I agree with you. I thought that uh, Meryl Streep should have won. Mm Mm-hmm. And by the time the show started, I actually thought Gabore Sidibe, if she won, I wouldn't have been disappointed. Really? I was actually cheering for her about that. Really? At that point, yeah. Hmm, interesting. I think I was feeling that way because the surprise for me was the adapted screenplay when uh, Precious won. Oh, I thought yeah. Open Air would probably win, win that. that. Yeah. I thought it would, too. So but, that was also a surprise. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which you just said, and I just realized that. Sorry, continue. Um, but the Hurt Locker one, which I'm happy about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bigelow. Catherine, Catherine Bigelow. Bigelow one, which I'm very happy about. Yes. And uh, Inglorious Bastards, uh, Christoph Waltz one. Right. I actually thought that it would win Best Screenplay, but that ended up going to... Something we didn't expect. Yeah. Oh, um... I don't remember. Crap. No, it wasn't crap. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, Wait for it. Uh, Wait for it. Um, the Hurt Locker. Locker. Yeah. That's right. We were surprised by that. But yeah. I wasn't disappointed that they won. I was just surprised. Right. I did think the writing was a little bit tighter and up in the air. And up in the air. Mm-hmm. Well, that was adapted. Oh, so yeah, yeah, that was yeah, against yeah. Precious. So, but Sorry, uh, too many categories. And then the, the Cove for Best Documentary. Right. Which Although, saw. you're right. Yes, we did. But I'm hearing what? that. The Pentagon Papers is really good. And we're so going to see that we're next see week, that. right? Yep. Right. Um, Monique, we both expected. Mm-hmm. Animated feature film. Up. up we expected. We, yeah, I hoped in that one. And Jeff Bridges for Best Actor. Right. We expected, but we... There were so... That's the problem. There were so many great male performances this year. George Clooney was great. Um... Colin Firth was great. I mean, I thought all of them were of equal caliber this year, and that's, and I think that's pretty rare. Yeah. Usually there's, like, a standout individual. Yeah. And we should mention this, um, the little episode on stage, the Kanye West-type episode with the documentary short, Music by Prudence. One. Oh, yeah, that was really weird. And I, I guess these, they were both uh, producers. Yeah. And when uh, Roger Ross Williams came up to give his speech, uh Eleanor, Eleanor Burkett, Burkett. yeah, kind of cock blocked them. Yeah, it was and, very uh, strange. But I guess they've been fighting and. Oh really? Yeah. So you read more about? I didn't. Right. Look into and it she anymore. said that his mom actually, because I made a, I said something when he jumped up. He's like he immediately jumped up yeah. and started running for the stage, and apparently that was part of part of the reason he wanted oh. to get up there before she did. At least that's oh, her geez. her side of the story. And she says that his mom, who was there, stuck her cane out and blocked her way so she couldn't get out. I didn't know all of this. It's yeah. big drama. Yeah. And what's really sad is, like, this was a fairly, like, this little girl, Prudence, this woman, like, this was about her. Right. And she was there, too. Yeah. So. That's crap. Yeah. That makes me really, like, sick and disappointed. Because yeah. people shouldn't be acting like that. I agree. Anyway. But. That's annoying. So, yes, it was a good night for the Hurt Locker. I was really excited for all of those people that were involved. 
Yeah. And um, and Avatar only well, Avatar got cinematography, which we actually which, thought yeah, the Hurt Locker the make it, should have. But um, I thought they got one more. They got uh, um, the visual else. effects, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is is rightfully so. Yeah. And um, art direction too. Ryan Bingham and T Bone, what what's his face? One for best song, which I thought was good. Yes. The Weary Kind. Which yes. is a great song. I saw Ryan Bingham perform that on some late night show. I don't remember what it was, but it was really good. Really? Mm-hmm. Great. Right. So, One, that's fantastic. That is. Yeah. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that, that is the Oscar recap. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. So, tune in next year for yet another Oscar recap. Right. In <laughs> June. In June. <laughs> It'll probably take us that long. It took us forever to well, do another show. Anyway. We're busy people. Yep. It was the moment this guy had been waiting a lifetime for. This is so exciting. And then she so popped exciting. up. <laughs> Isn't that just so exciting. the classic thing? It turns out she is the film's producer, and they don't exactly get along. Now the producer is claiming the director's 87-year-old mother used her cane to try and block her from getting to the stage. So, speaking of movies mm. and Oscars, yes, um, you may have thought that we hadn't seen any movies, but we have. That's what we've been doing for the last three weeks. That's obviously. all we've been doing. Just kidding. Yes. Um, so, a couple weeks ago, we checked out Alice in Wonderland, which, in case you've been living under a rock for the last, oh, a thousand years or so, Alice in Wonderland um, follows the story of Alice, who is a little girl who... Um, kind of through her dreams and imagination, uh, finds herself in a wonderland of sorts where she uh, encounters all kinds of mythical creatures as well as human creatures and um, sort of has to overcome evil in one way or another. Right. It's, um, a, it's a combination of uh, Alice in Wonderland and Through the Alice Looking Glass. It's actually based on Lewis Carroll's novel. Right. Right. And there's several adaptations of the movie. The one I fondly remember is the 1985 adaptation, which had Scott Baio and Red Buttons <laughs> and a bunch of people who I didn't know who they were at the time, but enjoyed immensely when CBS would show like eight days worth of Alice in Wonderland. I don't so think I ever saw that. Probably not, because you were busy, you know, doing other stuff then. Yes. And I was just I was a, a man. I was a wee little girl. Yeah. Um, so, Alice in Wonderland... Uh, circa 2010 a little bit different than probably what you're used to reading and or seeing um, it stars Mia Wasikowski I think I'm pronouncing that correctly um, Johnny Depp Helena Bonham Carter Alan Rickman has a little piece of the, a voice of the either the Cheshire Cat or the Caterpillar I can't remember which uh, Anne Hathaway did I leave anybody out? um Oh, uh, Crispin Glover, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, Crispin Glover. That's right. That's right. Um, And basically follows the same story as... It's basically a combination of Alice Through the Looking Glass and Alice in Wonderland. And you should say it's directed by Tim Burton. Correct. That that helps a little bit. Um, So it's kind of a mash of those two things. One, One point to note, too, is that Alice is a lot older in this movie than she is in the book or other movies. She's, like, in her late teens, probably. Um, and the story opens where she is um, being courted by a rather nebbish gentleman who uh, wants to marry her. Right. And so that's a big departure from the 
from the original story that mm-hmm. kind of took me aback. But uh, basically, she kind of goes through Wonderland. It moved rather quickly. So she goes, you know, she meets the Cheshire Cat. She goes to the Caterpillar. She sees the Mad Hatter. She goes to the Red Queen, goes to the White Queen, and so on and so forth. So it was kind of an interesting chain that they follow, too. Mm-hmm. But I did like that they kept the little... Uh, blue cake that says eat me because I always thought that was funny <laughs> and the thing that said po- that said drink me right. when she shrinks and gets bigger which is cool Yeah, because I always wanted to do that when I was a little kid <laughs> I think you have a, an affection for this book I do yeah. and I, for the movie I never have I mean I like the book but um, so I've never been that enamored with it mm-hmm. although I did like the Cheshire Cat. cat yeah and i like them in this movie yes that it's was very, my favorite very part. hip yep um uh, i mean it was a good movie yeah it, it looked good it looked like a tim burton type film yep. and um johnny depp was great as usual mm-hmm. um i enjoyed it but <laughs> i don't good. know i yeah that's i was lukewarm yeah yeah Agreed. for me i also had lukewarm feelings and i'll tell you why the first of which is I felt like we were watching a Tim Burton movie, not Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I thought Johnny Johnny Depp's character, although fantastic, was basically Willy Wonka from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't like that they... I, I realized that this was a Disney movie. Was it Disney? Yeah, it was Disney, wasn't it? No, maybe not. I realized this was probably made for children. And we saw it in 3D, we should say that. So that was kind of cool. Um, But I felt like they just tried to mash a lot of things together into an hour and 40 minutes. So it didn't have the detail that I was expecting. But it was entertaining. Helena Bonham Carter is fantastic as the Red Queen. Um, There's a lot of jokes about her head being big that are absolutely hilarious. And um, one of those things where it's great for adults probably goes over the heads of children. Um, so those, those were the key points. So overall, I wouldn't say don't go see it. Um, cause it's a good, it's, it's entertaining, but if you're expecting Alice in Wonderland, Alice in Wonderland, you will not find. <laughs> okay. So we're going to go ahead and give our ratings now, according to, uh, IMDB, the internet movie database. So what would you give William? Um, 6.8. I would give it, you know, I'd give it the same thing. Really? Yep. And it Wait has a seven. Seven. Hey, we're so right on. Right on. Pretty now. close. Yep. Um, so tonight, actually, um, William and I decided that we were going to check out "She's Out of My League," which I have to say I had lukewarm, lukewarm feelings for, and was pleasantly surprised. But we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> and "She's Out of My League" is your basic formulaic love story. Um, nerdy guy meets hot, attractive woman. Um, she thinks he's cute or whatever, and they date, and then things come to a head. And then the story ends. So it's it's very it follows this. It's very predictable, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it kind of reminds you of um, you can't hurry love. Is that the thing with Patrick Dempsey? Yeah, kind of yeah. reminded me of that. Although this guy me, seems to be aware the whole time that he's. It reminded me more of Hitch. Hitch, really? Yeah, Kevin James's character. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Actually, it reminded me of a lot of movies, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. So anyway, um, She's Out of My League stars Jay Baruchel. I don't know if it's Baruchel or Baruchel. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. I don't know. He's very, um, and I hope this doesn't come across as being 
um, stereotypical, but he looks very Jewish. He's got very prominent features and dark hair. Um, and then I think her name is Alice Eve or Eve Alice. I always get it mixed up, but she's new, kind of new to the scene. She's actually British. Okay. Um, and she did a pretty good American accent. She reminded me of Reese Witherspoon. A little bit, but I liked her better than, than (laughs) Reese Witherspoon. Um, and it also has people whose names I don't know in it. Yeah. It has a lady from that 70s show. Yep. The mom and, um, and the the sister-in-law or whatever, the pregnant woman, she was on VH1 commentary shows a lot. Okay. Um, so there's, I think there's going to be some up-and-comers in this that you'll probably see in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, I was pleasantly refreshed by this movie. Um, it's very sweet. It's hysterical. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of really funny parts, some great uh, one-liners that I'm sure people will be saying, you know, for the next 20 years or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I also thought it was a sweet story. Yeah. So. I, uh, the and first, a great soundtrack. I must say it had a great soundtrack. Yeah, you know, they had a Terrence Trent Darby song at yeah. the end of the movie. I was like, where is this That's guy That's a great been? song. It's been about 20 years. Yep. Um, but, um, yeah, I like I liked the movie. The first couple of minutes, I was like, okay, this yeah. could be a dud because yeah. I'm not laughing. And then the, the laughs kind of kicked in. Yeah. And they were they were witty and yeah. sharp. And there's one main guy, and we'll have to look up his name. He yep. was He was really funny plays kind of the sidekick to the main right he had a couple of friends in the movie and they were all humorous in their own kind of way yeah yeah so this was a movie where i didn't think the previews were that funny because everything i was like oh great it's like american pie cliche one-liners yeah everything that they showed in the previews but the movie is actually far funnier it's kind of the flip of what you usually hear is like everything that's funny is in the previews right but this was this movie like the trailer didn't give it because a lot of it is uh, dialogue humor. It's yeah. not just physical humor. So yep. you can't really get that in a, in a trailer. It's kind of like a, you know, dialogue right. leads up to, you know, one guy going after another. Almost like in Cop Out. Where right, right. Going after each other. Yeah, so. So it's pretty good. Yeah. So um, I would give that probably a seven and a half. I would give it a six and a half. Okay. Six point six. Good and job. Let's find out who was in this now. Jay Baruchel, Alice Eve, T.J. Miller. That's the guy who plays a character named Stainer. And you'll find out during the movie why he's referred to as that. Yes. And Jessica St. Clair is the the woman who's been on several VH1 kind of comedy commentary shows. You might recognize her. Yeah. So, yeah, check it out. Yep. So, Emily, mm-hmm. uh, in the news today, just today, just there's, today. I don't know if you would call this a rumor or what, but mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock was supposed to appear in London for the premiere of The Blind Side, and she's called off the trip. Right. Because uh, in In Touch magazine, there's Allegedly. A, well, there's a woman who says that while Sandra Bullock was filming this movie, mm-hmm. she was having an 11-month affair with Sandra Bullock's husband, Jesse James. Right. And I guess this woman is a tattoo artist, and they have pictures of her and in touch, and she's, like, covered pretty much. And um, so I guess she says that he kind of led her to believe that they were separated. Right. And um, Right. So 
they uh, I was just wondering what your I know you really didn't want to speak about this because it's a bit of a disappointment if it's true. It is a disappointment if it's true. I hope it's not true. That's what I want to say. I hope this is like that whole Josh Duhamel Fergie thing that came out a few months ago and some Atlanta stripper claimed that he had slept with her and nothing ever came of it. Like Nothing ever came of it, but was it not true? I don't I don't know. I don't think I would, anyone ever... I mean, I, she's still with her husband, so... Yeah, well... I think the bad thing here is that Sandra Bullock has, for the last couple of weeks, talked about how Jesse James is her rock and right. how he's like the first person that's had her back and stuff like that. Right. That's so if this is true, yeah, it's. And they bad. seem to genuinely care about each other, and they seem to they seem to just be like a cool couple. Right. Like they're funny, and he was like all teared up when she gave her acceptance. He speech seems at very Oscars. supportive. He seems very sincere. So I I just hope this isn't true. Like. I hope the reason that she canceled this trip was because she could go, so she could go do some, some kind of media damage. And I hope if this woman lied, that she's publicly humiliated for it. <laughs> I hope they flog her. Okay. Texans, are you serious? And we should also mention that. What do uh, you think? What are you? Why are you being all quiet and asking me what I think? This was your. Topic. I, I told you what I thought. What do you think? Um, I said it would be upsetting if it is true because she but do you seems think so. It is? Um, after the Tiger Woods thing, I think anything is <laughs> anything possible. Is possible. Yeah. That's great. Way to go, Tiger. You set the bar so high well, for extramarital that, affairs. I thought that before, but just with Tiger Woods and his wife, everything yeah. seemed normal Yeah, for a guy that was, you know, abnormal kind of in a way. Right. Superstar. And um, his whole life kind of imploded, although now he's going to be back for the Masters next month I in April. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think they're living together. Mm-mm. She's not wearing her wedding ring. Yeah, either. so they're not fine. Um, so it just—it seems like this is happening all, all the, the time. time, like all the time. Right. And while we're on this, uh, Kate Winslet and mm-hmm. Sam Mendes are—they're getting divorced or right. they're separated. Right. So. Which I don't know what the reasoning is behind that. Yeah, I I don't, I'm not saying more. that there's an affair or anything, but. But it's sad. And she's another person that speaks very highly of her husband. Right. You know? Even the sea, it's like, an amicable breakup. Right. But I don't know. She's got a kid from a previous relationship mm-hmm. and now a kid from this marriage. And mm-hmm. I don't know. If you're, you know, in the public eye that much, I don't know if it's possible to maintain a... The only people that I see that have maintained long-term relationships that are successful or that are in the spotlight are like couples where one member of the celebrity couple has taken a back seat to the other one. Yeah. I think of like Tom Hanks and Rita, Rita Wilson, Wilson and Michael J. Fox and Tracy Poland and Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, John Travolta and Kelly Preston, like all these people, you know, right. There's, there's definitely one person that's more famous than the other. I don't think you can have two people that are of equal notoriety. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul Newman and his wife were both, but she kind of back, backed away a little bit from acting. Right. I think it probably helps, or I don't know, but it, when you have a family, yeah, then, you know. Yeah. The woman usually goes and she's more into her family than her career at that point. Right. Like Julia Roberts is still married to that guy. Yeah. And yeah. she's kind of shot away from the limelight. 
yeah. of late. Anyway. I think there's a lot of women who do that, especially at first. Because, like, Gwyneth Paltrow kind of dropped off for, like, two years after she had... Apple. Apple. So, I think yeah. that's natural for female actresses. Except for, like, Angelina Jolie, who, like, has children while she's filming movies. Right. Just who kidding. acquires children while she's exactly. filming movies. Yeah. Exactly. So, it's And stealing sad. husbands. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so that so anyway that's sad and i hope that i hope that it turns out to be nothing i agree because this has been such a great year for her mm-hmm. to be a hell of a way to yeah. kind of end it all well and it almost i think people almost see it as like a sham a little bit you know here she was talking about her husband how great well, her husband the, was that's the the humiliating yeah. thing yeah i'm out there you know, touting you as like the greatest guy ever, and yeah. you're off doing this if it's true. Yeah. yeah. So. Step aside, Tiger. Jesse James is now the tabloid cover boy. His supposed cheating ways dominating major magazine headlines. He's proved that he can have who he wants. So, William. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Emily. Um, you know that we've complained before about people being on their cell phones at movie theaters. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I have a suggestion for you. Okay. Um, just bring a meat thermometer with you next time and stab the necks of whoever talks or uses their cell phone during a movie. But Okay. That's no. not what happened. It's not? No. What happened? A man complained about a woman near him who was using a cell phone during the show. She and two men le- with her oh. left the movie theater. Two men returned a few minutes later and stabbed so the victim. So they stabbed him in the neck. Right. The guy that complained. I completely Which completely flips it, it on things around. Right. Because when you and I are in theaters, of course we think we want to say something. We always something. do. Oh, I always but think that. this tells me that maybe I'm right and that it's just a movie. I don't want to go home with a meat thermometer in my neck. See, I thought that for some reason I thought the woman, I don't know what I thought. I thought... I thought whoever stabbed the person in the neck was the person who was upset about the other person being on their phone. No, it was the complainer. Well, that's stupid. And I, don't, it says, I don't like this story anymore. <laughs> two other moviegoers who came to the victim's aid were also hurt, hurt during the fight. That's horrible. That like, is how horrible. much damage can you do with a well, meat thermometer? I know, but that's the thing. This guy complains. I guess the woman must have stayed. Uh. No, they all left. Yeah. She and her two friend, male friends left, but the two men returned with the, the meet them on. So she left. So she was just gone. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. And they're gone. Like, they haven't caught them yet. They're still, like, all three of them are still at large. That's. So what do you do? I guess you don't yell Say at anything? people for doing bad stuff in movies. Or you get up from your seat and you go down to where the screen is and you say something and then you run away. <laughs> <laughs> or you sit behind them and talk loudly on your cell phone. Yes. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Right, like mock them. I'm sorry, am I disturbing you? And like like pretend to dial on the, the buttons and be like, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. Lean over in his ear. Hello? <laughs> or- Somebody's on their phone. I'm trying to watch a movie. That probably wouldn't get you attacked. That that last suggestion is probably foolproof. You could grab their phone and just throw it. Yep. Uh, what do you think about that, fella? <laughs> yep. And then run. Yeah. It all ends with you running. <laughs> yeah. Whatever solution you employ, <laughs> just make sure that you got your Nikes on. Right. Oh. Anyway. Well, and what's funny to me is that that was during Shutter Island, yeah. which is like 
a movie about the criminally insane. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, it's not funny. I guess it's Maybe not you have ironic, to choose what movie you want to tell people to be quiet in. That's true. So, like, like um, you know, the Chipmunks, the Squeakle movie, maybe right. you'll, you'll be better off. Right. But if it's really intense, then right. probably like some slasher film. Or, right. Yeah. Right. Speaking of which, um, we saw the preview for Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. And you looked at me. Do you want to see that? I do want to see that. I grew up on those movies. I've never seen those movies. Oh, my. God. You know, I know John, I think that's Johnny Depp's first movie. Well. So we need to rent it's that. It's your responsibility to introduce like me to things like that. There's like six or this. seven of them, but the first couple are pretty good. So. Well, if you want to see that, I'll see it. I think you. I do. You think you do? I, I do. I, sure? It's not the same guy playing uh, Freddy Krueger, but he looks pretty scary. What was that guy's scary. name? Some kind of like assassin's name because he had three names. Yeah, scary. Yeah. He was scary in real life too. Right. So yeah, so you know, steer clear of people with kitchen cutlery at <laughs> the movie theater. Yeah. Yo, man, what's up? So, part of the reason that we've been on a bit of a hiatus is because I experienced a parental invasion this weekend. My parents came down to visit from the great state of Michigan and spent, hey, spent two and a half days um, here in Nashville with me and William. (laughs) I actually spent a lot more time with them than I thought I I would. I know. You spent a lot more time with them than I thought you would, too. (laughs) Um, so just to, just to go over a couple of things, I won't run down every sort of detail, but, um, I was thinking about this and I think we need to talk more about cool things that happen in Nashville because we haven't traveled in a while and it's a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. So, um, the first night that they arrived, which is a Friday was my mother's birthday. So happy birthday, mom. Mm. I don't remember how old she is. 52, 53. Um, and William was kind enough to take us all out to the Tin Angel, which is on West End here in Nashville. I would highly recommend it if you're visiting or if you just need a fun place to eat. It's probably one of my favorites in Nashville. Yeah. It's very cozy, very, uh, low light, low lit, and it's a great date restaurant. Yes. Yes. And a good wine list and good specials. And I've never had a meal there I didn't like. Yep. Me either. And we had a waiter with a very thick beard. Yes, he did have nice. a thick beard. I'm yep. trying to think of what we ate. I had the med salad, which is like a kind of a twist on the Mediterranean salad, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Had shrimp on it. Um, Your dad had the salmon. Sal- yeah. S- salmon, yep. whatever. And he, I don't know what that came with. I think a sweet potato, maybe. Doesn't matter, because he cleaned that up. Oh, like, my gosh. Like he was like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. And my mom had paella, which she said was really good. Mm-hmm. So, And we had the kama, um I think it was at a Pino. I think so. And it was really it good. Was, yeah. That's like my favorite. It's very good. So, yes, highly recommend. So, the next day, um, what did we decide? Oh, the next day I treated mom to some pedicures at Signature Nail Salon in Green Hills. Ladies, if you are looking for a good pedicure, I'd recommend it there. Um, it's really cheap, and they do a pretty good job. So, that's that. Um, and we kind of shopped and did some other things while my dad perused Nashville because um, that's what he likes to do. And then, what did we do? Oh, we, we met, met up with you for a movie, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, and then we decided to go to Cock of the Walk in Nashville. For dinner, for dinner. yes, yes. <clears throat> and William was kind enough to join us at a really... <laughs> well, 
I should say when we left place. the movie, yeah, I was like, I, I felt like I didn't want to intrude, like because your parents are only here for a couple of days. Yeah. So I felt like, okay, should I say goodbye now? Yeah. And just go on my own my way. But then there was like an awkwardness <laughs> when I said goodbye. There was like a lingering. Well, and what what you didn't know, what I didn't tell you, was that um, <laughs> before we went to the movie, my mom was like, well, I don't want... Okay, I'm going to do my Uber accent. Well, I don't want William to feel obligated to hang out with us all weekend. I was like, I don't think he feels obligated to hang out with us. And I said, well, we'll invite him to lunch. And she was like, okay. And then she didn't say anything. I was like, all right. I don't know what. She was like, well, I didn't know where we were going to go. And it sounded like he had plans. And I was like, <laughs> I shook, when okay. I, I like gave your mom a hug goodbye. And then I shook your dad's hand and he just kind of looked at me. <laughs> Aren't parents so weird? Yeah. Or is it just my parents that are weird? No, my parents are weird, too. So we, we summonsed you after that. Right, I, which I was actually happy about because I didn't good. want to end it that way. So. Good. Well, I, you know I always want to hang out with you, so yeah. I wanted you to spend the day with us. Plus, I hate to say it, but my parents kind of wear on me after a while, especially when it's a very... Uh, I have a rather small apartment, yeah. and we were all staying in the very small apartment, and it was getting to be a little bit much by Sunday. So I was glad to have you as a little reprieve <laughs> from that. Not that I'm using you to get away from my parents, yeah, but you know. Yeah. So anyway, William was kind enough to go with us to Cock of the Walk. Yes, that's right, Cock of the Walk, um, which is an interesting little restaurant. It's um, in the Opryland area. Um, so if you visit the Opryland Hotel and Resort, Cock of the Walk is right down the street, and it's a rather rustic restaurant full of wooden tables and chairs, wood floors, wood walls, wood ceilings, rocking chairs in the lobby. And food's um, made out of wood, too. Food's actually. made out of wood, yeah. yeah. Um, and they bring it out to you on tin plates. There's also a little uh, cornbread skillet action that you can witness, as long as your waiter doesn't flip the cornbread and get it stuck on a ceiling fan, right. which ours did. Mm-hmm. So... Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'd recommend it. It's I mean it's nothing fancy obviously, but it's kind of a it's a fun whatever. Yeah, the fish is really good. Yeah, the, the fish fries are like greasy. I couldn't I was, you know. It's a lot of fried, yeah, so yeah, yeah, be ready fried, for that. Yeah. You can get broiled, broiled fish. Yeah, yeah, and I think broiled chicken too, but yeah. I had the broiled fish that was the fish was awesome. Yeah, I didn't realize really I think I'll always get that every time I go there. <laughs> um and the company was good, so. Yeah, the company was nice. And so after that, we decided to take a little walk through the Opryland Hotel and Resort, mm-hmm. which I've been there a couple times. I've actually stayed there one time. Um, but it's, you know, it's kind of cool. It's this huge, like, compound, basically. And um, it's full of lo- uh, live plants and greenery. So you can kind of walk through. There's beautiful flowers, landscape. There's waterfalls. Um, there's a little, like, fake river that runs through the hotel um so there's all kinds of kinds yeah. of stuff going on there it's like a tourist trap now right i mean when i was younger because i grew up in nashville right right when i was in you know my teens or whatever we would take our girlfriends there and Aww. sit on benches and make out or whatever <laughs> but there weren't that many people there really and they never charged for parking now you got to pay 18 bucks for parking and huh. um there were people there but it, there weren't droves of people really? and we should say that the there was SEC a basketball tournament. tournament. Yeah, so yes, there yes. were a lot of people from Kentucky down here. Yeah, that was part of it. Every everywhere was packed. Like, right. and so I was I struggled a little bit with what to do with my parents because, my, um, my dad is not a bar person at all. Mm-hmm. My mom will tolerate a bar scene, 
So downtown Nashville was not going to be pleasant for them with droves of people and mainly bars to peruse. And it was crappy outside. So all of the outside ideas that I had were pretty much shot. So we were kind of grasping for things to do. So we paid $18 to take a tour of the hotel. Yeah. So if you're in Nashville, maybe check it out. It's a little overpriced. Well, if you're in Nashville during the holidays, definitely check it out. Yeah, it's beautiful then. Yeah. And if you like country music, I would say check it out. William and I aren't huge country music fans, so we are less than impressed. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, um, the only other thing I wanted to say is that if you're in Nashville to go to the Loveless Cafe, it's kind of a Nashville institution. Personally, it's been like five years since I was there, so I didn't really remember it. Mm -hmm. But it... um, the food was good, but it's breakfast food. Like yeah. I didn't get there's nothing like, the, special the about rage. it. But everybody goes, you know, you got to have their biscuits, right? So and, but their biscuits taste like biscuits. Yeah. Just, just so you know, and their ham tastes like ham. Yeah. But there's little gift shops, and you can get little little tchotchkes and and take home some smoked ham, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of it's a cute little little cafe, and their breakfasts are really good and reasonably reasonably priced. Yeah. So I'd recommend that as well. I wouldn't. No? No. I would say you could pass. If there are other things that you would rather do, I would say you could pass on the Loveless. Yeah. I've never been impressed with that place. I've been a couple of times. and Never? It's like a long line. And yep. It, and it's, it's out of the way, mediocre too. Mediocre food. Yeah. yeah. If, you're not, if you're staying in Nashville, it's a little bit of a hike to get, get to it from downtown. Yeah. So, that's my glowing recommendation for Nashville <laughs> institutions. Um, anyway, while... The folks were in town. We decided to see Green Zone mm-hmm. with William. No, with uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> no, you were you were with us. Oh yes, yes. I, <laughs> Matt Damon didn't come and with us to see the movie with William and Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yes, yeah, so Matt Damon, uh, Greg Kinnear, um, uh, Amy. Oh, Amy Ryan. Amy Ryan. I feel like there was one other person that was. Uh, the English guy, but yeah. I don't know his He's name. been in a bunch of movies we've seen yeah, lately. Yeah, he was in Churchill, I think. He was yeah, yeah. Miniseries, yeah. Um, and basically, is a story of an Iraqi soldier who is there during Operation Iraqi Freedom, which is, like, still happening, obviously, but um, earlier, 2002, 2003. And he's kind of realizes that he's not finding any weapons of mass destruction. Right. His missions are basically to go into these places and find the WMDs. Right. And after a couple of attempts, he's like, you know, something's going on here everywhere we go. He's questioning the intel. Right. And basically his superiors are saying, just do your job. Right. Right. So he kind of goes rogue and the story, I say, always say the story unfolds from there. Obviously it does. (laughs) Isn't there like a comedian who (laughs) talks about... He goes rogue and then the credits roll. (laughs) Isn't there, there's a comedian who talks about people who say, um, and then... It's like one thing after one thing led to another. He's like, well, obviously one thing led to another. Right. Like, <laughs> like how much can you use that to fill the gaps of a story? Yeah. So, um, so here's the thing. My dad is a little bit of a Republican, and this movie is not um, not unbiased at all no. towards um, the Iraqi War and sort of the the government leaders stance on whether or not there was there were weapons of mass mass destruction at the time that we invaded iraq so it's highly political i would recommend if you 
um, have family members who would be offended by things like that, that you not take them anywhere near this movie because it really, it just gets, it just builds and builds and builds and builds until it kind of explodes at the end. And you're like, okay, wow, I just got slapped in the face with somebody's opinion of the war. So that, that's the one thing that I'll say. However, um, other than that, I wasn't completely blown away by it. Matt Damon's great. I felt like we were kind of watching the Jason Bourne, Bourne movies. movies. It was directed by the guy that's done two of them. So. Right, right. And I did like Greg Kinnear's performance, and I liked, I kind of liked Amy Ryan, even though she was a little robotic yeah. at the beginning. Um, so I would really just say, wait for this to come out on video, or don't even bother. Because I was, I was kind of disappointed with it. I am not, I am a liberal person by mm-hmm. nature. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I was against the war before we ever got into it. Right. But this movie, there was such an agenda with this movie that it was hard to enjoy. Right. And so, I mean, I knew, I know your dad is more conservative. Right. But I was kind of offended by this movie. It's like, don't preach to me. Agreed. Just give me a film like The Hurt Locker. Right. I mean, The Hurt Locker is kind of reflective of what these people are going through over right. there. It's not you cramming this stuff down my throat. Mm-hmm. Allows you to come to your own right. opinion. This movie, the worst thing about this movie is that we still have people over there. And anybody that sees this movie is going to say, say, this movie is basically saying you're over there for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. You're over there for no something reason. based on a lie. Right, right. So should this movie come out? Sure, maybe in a year or two, but mm-hmm. not right now. Yeah. And it's so left wing that it's not enjoyable no and i i'm surprised i'm saying that yeah but it i guess they thought that people would like jump up and cheer at the end or something like that like wow they look at this you know this is exactly what happened right that's not how i felt at all that's i'm i'm with you on that because it just i think i mean i think we kind of align the same way as far as our moral and political viewpoints fall but i just I was disappointed. And I was disappointed in Matt Damon for taking that role. I can see him doing that, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm it, surprised I just, he he didn't see that. And the, the thing is, the movie's like a dud. It's not yeah, making any money. Yeah, so. I just I I consider him to have a little more um, uh, sort of cultural savvy than that. He's he's very aware of other countries and what other people are doing, and he seems kind of plugged into what the temperature is like. I, I it really surprises me that he would think that was appropriate to do right now right um i will say that i think this movie was in the works for quite a while was it so at the time that he may have agreed to come on board that's true. you know maybe you know five years ago i probably would have been saying yeah, yeah make this movie so we can see the truth or whatever right but right now at this point just just because we still have so many people mm-hmm. still over there i just think it's the wrong time it's like and beating it's, a dead horse kind of and it's a cliched film yes Yep. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. I think if it had come out in 2004, I wouldn't have felt the same. But right now is it's just not the time. Nope. It's tired. So uh, I would probably give this like a four, four and a half. I'll give it a, a five and a half just because cinematically it's it's not it's bad. But yeah. yeah, and it's that shaky camera work too, people. So so if you get nauseous, right? Don't go see it. And don't go see it like an IMAX or a real. Lose your cookies before the credits. Speaking of shaky and stuff like that, before we look at this, well, let's look at the rating. Huh? Uh, the rating is 7.2. Yeah. So Somebody's watching it. Yeah. I wanted to tell you that I got 
Paranormal Activity, and it has the alternate ending on it. Oh, really? So we have we to should watch, watch that. that. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so anyway. You don't even know what that's from. Yes, I do. What? The Town's Mr. Ripley. Okay. Just checking. So, Emily. Yes, William. Do you know how I said uh, I wouldn't sign up to our Vagabond Exchange for, uh, Facebook page mm-hmm. until someone signed up that neither of us were connected with? No, actually, I don't remember that because what you said was that you wouldn't sign up for it until someone that neither of us knew signed up. And then you later amended your promise to say that you would sign up for it if someone that neither of us was connected to. Apparently, like 18 degrees of separation wasn't enough for you. All right. Anyway. But I digress. (laughs) We did finally get someone to sign up. Right. That neither of us know personally or know someone who knows this person. And the person is Seattle Seattle Joe. Joe. Welcome, Seattle Joe, to our Facebook page. We are so glad to have you. We are glad to have you. And we have a lot of questions for you. One, are you living in Boston now? Because this changes everything. Not really. Just kidding. Yeah. And two. Emily wants more (laughs) pictures of you. She can't see your picture clearly on the uh, Facebook page, on your Facebook page. So Actually, William's just pretending he's the one who wants <laughs> to see more pictures of you. But Joe, we just want to thank you because you, well, you made my day. I don't know if you made William's day or he not. He did make my His day. His day doesn't get made very easily. <laughs> so, so, did you add it already? No, I haven't added okay. it. Okay. So, William is finally coming through on his quasi-promise to add fa- Vagabond Exchange Facebook page as a fan. So, he's going to do it here and now. Next time you guys, when you guys listen to this, be sure to, to check our page because you'll see that William has added it yep. as a friend. Are you ready? Here we go. And I am a fan. Look at that. Yeah. That's great. So. So, thanks, Joe. And if any of you would like to become a fan of the Vagabond Exchange, just check us out on Facebook. We're under Vagabond Exchange. You can also email us at vagabondexchange at gmail.com, or you can call us at 555, just kidding. <laughs> no, really, 555, just kidding. Yep. Um, yeah, so say hi. Tell us what's going on. Yep. Tell us what movies you're seeing and what you'd like to hear about. Yep, and we are going to San Francisco in a couple of weeks. So yeah, we're very excited. If you have any suggestions on where to go. Not soon enough. Let us, yeah, I know. Let us know. We may be going, or we should be going to Iowa in a couple That's of right. weeks as well for That's right. a wedding. What area will we be in? Des Moines. Oh, really? Yeah. I know Des Moines. Good. I've been to Des Moines before. All right. You can show me around. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. So, um, I guess we'll talk to you guys next week, hopefully. Yeah. Next we week plan to good. see uh, Repo Men, yep. right? With yep. Jude Law and Forrest Whitaker. So, look forward to that. Yep. And I'm sure we'll have something exciting to talk about. I hope. So, thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Before leaving, make sure you have all of your personal belongings. Use caution when opening the overhead bins, as items may have shifted during the flight. We thank you for flying with us today. 
We truly appreciate your business and look forward to serving you on a future flight.